As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 338. And today we have a couple of supernatural, ghostly, demonic films for you to watch today. There were newer films, one of them being from Australia and the other from here in the United States. We got Surrogate from 2022. That's the Aussie film. And The Accursed from 2022. That's right, 2022, guys. There are two Accursed films that came out within a year of each other. So it is a little confusing. And uh, at first I was like, oh, yeah, which one am I supposed to watch? (laughs) I forgot. So if I did, I'm sure you can. Uh, But, yeah, this is the 2022 film. And we're going to talk about both of them today. Both of them are independent films. Uh, The Surrogate was, uh, I did get hit up by one of the directors, full disclosure. You know, nobody asked me to, you know, give my opinion in a positive or negative way at all so i'm just gonna give my opinion so i was curious to watch a couple supernatural films feels like we've been watching a lot of them lately so we might have to shift into another gear after this week's episode to watch something completely different which we forgot to discuss now (laughs) what we're gonna watch but we'll figure it out that's the magic of editing uh we'll sit down here until we figure it out and tell you at the end of the episode right christina maybe right (laughs) How are you doing? What's going on? I am good. Just plug it along. How are you doing? Well, I was just curious. Did you do, is it one of those, uh, what the fuck one days or month? What the fuck? Nope. But Pee Wee Herman died. I heard. Yeah. yeah I saw that, that. Sucks. Yeah. You know, it's weird. You know, you really don't think. I didn't realize how old he was. He was 80. Dude. I remember. <laughs> I think or I seven. was like 21 years of age when he first started uh when he got caught in the theater or whatever he that was 1991 yeah oh was it 91 yeah it was 91 so then i was in high school yeah but yeah that's wild man you know i uh there's not many people like that anymore these days right like there's just it feels like the 80s produced some of the weirdest wildest weirdest people yeah the only one i could think similar is like that blues clues guy well, yeah, well, you got, well, you got Pauly Shore, things like that. You know, what was the other guy who, who passed away that Jim Carrey did, Man on the Moon? And it's Man on the Moon, by the way. And uh, it's uh, Andy Kaufman is what I was thinking. Just unique individual, you know, actors and stuff. You know, Bobcat Goldthwait, Goldthwait, I should say. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of characters came out of the 80s and 90s. You know, I don't think we really get that in the 2000s, did we? 
We got people like Jackass and stuff like that, but I don't really Will think. Will Will Ferrell. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're there. It's just we were older, so. Jim Carrey, I guess. There's you know, more. But... When you're a child, there's more of an impression. Yeah, I guess you're right. I know I'm right. But, the, you know, it is. It's that thing. It's like they're just these these beasts that exist that you're just like, these aren't normal people. Right. They're either destined for failure or walking around the streets with their pants down, <laughs> <laughs> screaming into the air. Or they're fucking made to be stars. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. who gives a fuck if he jerked off in a theater? They're not, they're not, you know, like if you think about it. It was the media. And then you have like Sinead O'Connor, who is like, you know, also one of those situations. Not saying that I was a huge fan of her or anything. You know, I liked Pee Wee Herman. I, I don't, I'm not like mourning his death or anything. It's just a little bit of a shock to the nostalgia system a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally just don't try to it's not that i'm not empathic i'm highly empathic but i gotta choose what i'm gonna allow into my psyche you know what i mean i thought it was so cute because the you know the dinosaurs in palm springs uh, oh they dressed it up yeah they they painted it in his suit i thought that was so cute that's great yeah Yeah. like that's that's the good kind of stuff that i like to see but i see a lot of people you know they go overboard and it's like guys this should be a reminder every time somebody dies you need to remind yourself that there are people in your life that you care about very dearly and not just famous people or famous people too that that have impacted your life in some way that you should be celebrating their life while they're alive not when they're dead right because you regret it so i don't know i was probably my one of the heaviest like uh, losses that i think i felt robin williams robin williams and uh ghostbusters um and Harold Ramis, I think, you know, but mm-hmm. but definitely uh, Robin Williams more. Right. And I think it's more tragic in a way, too, because that's tragic. That was tragic because he was just he brought so much joy to people's lives. Yeah. And to go out like that and to yeah. go out like that is just like the worst because it just like it's like, God, he gave so much to people and then n- never felt loved mm-hmm. and had this problem, this this thing in him. You know what I mean? Right. And he was like one of the most loved, beloved people out there. So I don't know. It's always tough. You know, everybody's uh, associated to something. Something impacts their life a little bit more than others. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people that overdo it a little bit, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, critique them. Everybody's allowed to mourn if they want to. I'm just saying that, like, I limit myself to what I can be mourning about because I can only handle so much. Right. The world's falling apart. So I allow myself to those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if, <laughs> so instead of mourning the happiness that was his life and right. the joy he brought to people exactly well i just makes me feel kind of shitty you know like what am i gonna if i start celebrating someone while they were you know the things that they did when they were alive and i didn't do it before they died it just makes me feel kind of shitty you know what i mean right i don't know it just feels like a fake i want to be that guy Oh, okay. And if you guys do it, that means you... No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> that's, a, that's what you make it seem like. <laughs> that's not what I mean. It's more of a personal thing. That's all I'm saying. Right. You don't have to live by my rules. That's just how I live. <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, it, it does suck, though. Paul Rubens did have a lot of roles, even back in Cheech and Chong, for Christ's sake. Right. Like, he was back in, like, the 70s. Like, like he was even before the 80s. A lot of people don't realize that he was, like, doing stuff in, like, those comedies... Back in the like, 
Wasn't it, he was also in Mystery Men? Remember that in two thousands? Yeah, I can't remember what movie. Oh yeah, he was definitely. But that I'm thinking of like Cheech and Chong. I forget which movie it is, but maybe you guys can fill me in on it. But he was in that. Uh huh. And it's like I, it could have been in the eighties, but I I always just assume uh, you know Cheech and Chong. Right. Being kind of the seventies kind of thing. So exactly. But there was that time when I was a kid, though, man. Waking up Saturday morning. Get them time. Get yourself up in bed. That was horrible. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. I don't remember the fucking word. But I used to watch it with one of my good best friends. And we would call each other and talk about fucking Pee Wee Herman afterwards. Did you watch Pee Wee? Yeah. You know. <laughs> what was the secret word? You know. <laughs> anyway. At least he didn't leave a legacy behind him that was some some weird shit that everybody thought he was going to be. You know. like Right. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like some crazy shit that you're like, oh, God, he like peddled kids, you know, for like dollars. Or what? That's kind of far. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just like nowadays, it's like everyone that you care about is like there's some fucking dark, crazy shit going on. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this guy, I love him. Like like Lizzo. Yeah, dude, I was fucking <laughs> all about Lizzo. Now I find out all this shit. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, so it's none of my fucking business. But, you know, if it is true, that sucks, you know? It's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork. You got Kevin Spacey. That was another one. It was like, Oh, that was weird that he was found not guilty. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I think about that, to be honest. Yeah, that's kind of... I kind of like, I look, sorry, Kevin, I already figured you were this guy. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure he's waiting for your apology. Yeah, I don't think the court really determines anything. It's it's what we all... Well, it was the European court. It's what we agree on, right? Oh, it was. Yeah. It was oh, I, I didn't follow it too far. But, you know, anyway, I'm not going to be weird about it. <laughs> like, it's too late. Anyway. But, yeah, guys, we got an episode for you today, and I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, so Christina's a pussy, and... uh no, I'm not. I got sick last weekend, so I can't put things in my stomach. <laughs> what? You know, I can't, <laughs> I'm just fucking I with can't you. eat. No, so. she. Yeah, she's making up shit. I just I'm playing along. Uh, yeah. So she can't That's do it. Mean. She's sick. I'm kidding. No, she really is. She is. <laughs> she was really sick, and she she doesn't want to risk it. I understand. Exactly. I did the same well, thing sorry. that one time, so I understand. But you know, it just sucks that you can't eat or drink anything you want. See, you I know? quit in unison with you, uh, or you quit in unison with me, so you got out of it. But I'm doing a shot for this movie called The Accursed. And in the movie, okay. they have this apple. There's apples in the movie, a lot of them, and they're all Because there's an apple tree. <laughs> right, but there's more to the meaning, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I think it's more about, like, well, I don't want to spoil it, so I'll just say. Right. It could be a couple of things. Yeah. Witches, it could be there's Adam apples, and Eve, you know? the beginning and the end of Sleeping things. beauty. You know, biting into the apples, significant of Adam and Eve because of the, the snake in the tree thing, you know. I don't know. It could be a bunch of things, but there are rotted apples on the ground and they all have worms in them and people bite into them and shit like that. So we thought, what better way to celebrate one of the movies that we watched this week than to do a rotten apple from the movie The Accursed from 2022? That's a good name. Yeah, it's a rotten apple. So what would you put in a rotten apple, you might be asking? Apple? Yeah, I put some apple in it, so (laughs) drink it. All right, how are shots? (laughs) No, Christina. (laughs) 
So I decided that I would put apple in it, but I wanted to have it to be a strong drink and not just a flavored drink because we have a lot of those mixers that have alcohol in them, but they're really, you know, light. So I used apple pucker, cinnamon schnapps, and vodka. I did a half of vodka, quarter of cinnamon, and a quarter of pucker apple pucker. Oh, okay. Both of them are schnapps, but you know. In, that sounds disgusting. It's going to be good. It's was an apple this, cinnamon shot. What does this smell like? Like alcohol. Oh, okay. So it's going to be strong. Gasoline. Gasolina. Gasolina. All right. How was it? Delicious. Is that why you're crying? You know, no. It, you know what it tastes like? Um, it tastes like that moonshine. Oh yeah. You know that moonshine? Yeah. The, the 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 moon one. The in the mason jar. Yeah, it's the apple. The yeah. apple cinnamon one. Yeah. Mm, that's pretty good. Oh, I really nice. like that. Well, it's good. It's not as rotten as oh, I thought it was. I'm so be. stupid. I didn't think apple cinnamon. Duh. Yeah. Like yeah. apple jacks. Yeah. If there was a frog in the movie, it would have been even better. What was it? Smacks. Apple jacks. Apple jacks. Yeah. Is that a frog? Yeah. Is it a frog? It's frog, yeah. Well, there's two There's two frogs then, right? Because there's Smacks, Sugar Smacks. Yeah, different companies, right? And then there's, what's the other one? Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. Are they both frogs? I don't know. Now you got me fucked up. I don't care. I can't eat cereal. I don't care. Anyway, if you would like to try <laughs> a rotten apple, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. It's actually pretty tasty, guys. So that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes with surrogate from 2022 and the cursed from 2022. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, guys, so Surrogate is a movie that I was uh, brought to my attention. It's the Australian film that is by director David Willing. It is about a ghost horror single mother and a nurse, Natalie, who falls mysteriously ill and struggles to stop her family from being destroyed. David Willing uh, reached out to me to watch this movie. Like I said, I'm only going to give my personal opinions on this. He did not ask me to say anything, just wanted me to check it out. So thank you, David. Thank you. Um. David Willing has done quite a few shorts, nothing in particular other than that. And the writers on this are Beth King, like the last name Beth. Love it. It is. <laughs> I just got that. Yeah. She's been a writer on uh, Nowhere Boys, Neighbors, Goodnight Sweetheart, and this movie. And we also have David Willing, who was a co-writer on it. He's done a couple of short films that he's written for, but this is his first feature film to write on. Some of the cast in this movie is Kesti Marassi, who is the mom in the movie. She was actually a born Australian actress, and she was in Wolf Creek, if you have seen that little film, you know, that tiny film that nobody knows about. <laughs> she was also in Darkness Falls as a nurse, um, that uh, Tooth Fairy movie that was in the lighthouse or whatever mm -hmm. that everybody was like really excited to see and uh, Black Snow. We also have Jane Bald Jane. We also have Jane Badler, who was uh, the caseworker in this movie. She was in Virtual Revolution. Oh, it's 2047 Virtual Revolution. She was in the V series as well as the V uh, 
like the miniseries as well, because they did two different versions of it. She was in Trim Season, Smiling Friends, The Free Fall, and many more. We have Taisha Farugia, who is the daughter in the movie. She's been in The Investigators, and uh, that's pretty much it. But, I mean, that's to be figured out, you know, since she's so young. She's a child, child actor, actress. We also have Louise Severson, who plays Anna Paxton. She was in Prisoner, Rush, Blue Healers, and more. Ava Accard, who plays the medium girl, who is in movies like Residence. She was a child in that. And Namaste Yoga, as well as Book of the Old Ways. Christina, I don't know the uh, cost of this movie or anything. I didn't get the budget on this, but what did you think of this fine film? Well, I'm a little bit conflicted on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the story was kind of weird. I felt like the plot was lacking, you know? Okay. So, which made it kind of slow. Um, I didn't, and it dragged out and it didn't explain things, I thought, to so the So there was full a couple of inconsistencies extent. in it? Yeah. It didn't explain things to the full extent, and it was just kind of slow for me. All right. But there was one particular scene, which I think a lot of people liked, and it it really lured, it probably lured a lot of people into the movie. It was the mirror scene. Oh I, I, it, yeah, that's it, cool. Pretty sure it's in the trailer too. It it was a really cool scene. It was a it was a really cool scene, not with like the main characters. It was kind of with the side cleric characters, which I which I thought was good. The acting was was pre- the acting was pretty great. Um, even the kids the kids acted well, which is always tough, by the way. Yeah, especially in movies like this. So I actually thought the kids did better than some of the side characters. Right. I think the medium girl, she's probably the more uh, experienced, experienced or, one. Yeah. 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 She really gave off like a, cre- a creepy vibe. But I mean, I think also I think they were trying to um, they, they were trying to do like a really creepy atmosphere, which is probably why I thought it was so slow. And right. I, I just don't do atmosphere movies like that well like i do yeah like you do <laughs> but it was shot really well i thought a lot of the scenes were pretty you know not pretty but um yeah, good. you know you they could tell professional it was like you could tell it's kind of a ghost story sure. um i i but i didn't like the way the ghosts the actual ghosts looked gotcha um but yeah i don't know overall i would probably give it a one-time watch and like a five out of ten okay is that fair yeah I mean, that's fine. I mean, not everyone's going to be a winner. I mean, I understand, too. I was a little conflicted with this one because I was like the first half of the movie. I was actually quite into the film. Uh, There was a couple of things that I get a little particular about when it comes to supernatural films that happen in this film that I can't really explain without spoiling it. Um, so I'll have to get that into the spoilers, but there was just like one thing in particular and I, and I can, I guess I can say it since it is a supernatural film, it is dealing with ghosts. It did bother me a little bit about the ghostliness of these ghosts, right? Because there is a certain way that you need to sort of light it or a certain way that you need to shoot it. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't know what that particular thing is necessarily, Mm -hmm. but if I had to guess, I would probably you know, reverse things or make it look darker, put more atmosphere noises around it to like really kind of encourage it. This movie kind of blurs the line between ghosts and how you normally see them though. So you have to applaud it for some of the originality that it does have. Yeah. I I think the movie got a little too clever for itself in the writing. And I think they overthought it maybe or it didn't pace itself well enough. There's something that happened the last half of the movie that uh, I was not 
really vibing on. Mm-hmm. First off, right in the beginning, I love the intro. I love what happened with her in the beginning of the movie. You know, something happens to the mom that is really kind of gross and very physical. And yeah. there's a couple of instances of very physical body horror things that to me, um, I guess maybe in my particular taste, you know, lured me in more. Mm-hmm. And the further this movie got on, the further away from that it got. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So, like, while I like the ideas of what they were kind of going with here, some of it didn't really connect, like you were saying. Like, some of the ideas, some of the things, like, in my mind and the way I think, and maybe this is just my own flaw, you know, because I'm thinking to, I'm trying to associate myself with this film too quickly, but I... There's some things that the main actress did that I did not necessarily agree with writing wise. As a whole, most of the acting in this film is more than tolerable. It's well acted. You know, the main star, she's really good. I really like her in it. She's Mm -hmm. believable. She feels authentic. The child, the kids were great in the film. I didn't think anything was wrong with that. The brother was cool. The the old man was cool. Like the, the caseworker was perfect. You know, everybody did their role, I think, fairly well. So there's nothing wrong with that. I think it just was a little bit of shakiness in the writing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it tried to get too clever for itself. And you can't really, I don't want to mark negatively against it because it. I think it tried too many original ideas. At one time. At one time. And so it kind of like was a little hard for me to, um, I had to kind of suspend my disbelief. And it made it seem like there was plot holes because it right. was just like. She did there. something in the beginning of the movie. They kind of like put a little bit of a hint of like, eh, I don't know if I'd buy that. Yeah. And so then I had to kind of suspend my disbelief, which, you know, it's not like it's anybody's fault for that. Everybody has their own perception and thoughts about things. But this one, it just kind of like made me go, I would have immediately, if something in my life right. were to happen, this pinnacle moment. This crazy thing that fucking really lured me into this movie. And she just kind of brushes it off without even thinking about the other insanely crazy thing that happens in this movie. Right. So to me, it's like they put too much of a fine point on those two moments for her to just quickly dismiss it. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand, yeah. So that was like the first early warning sign. I gave, you know, I'm like, whatever. I give movies a chance. Because sometimes I watch a movie, didn't even like the first half, and then the second half, I'm like, right. okay, this is my movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to tear audiences a little bit because of some of the, because of the sus- the sus- suspension of disbelief kind of thing that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like you know, there is some good things in here. It is well shot. The acting was good. The ideas aren't bad. They just kind of got fumbled a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's hard for me because like there's things about this movie that I really liked, but uh, there was things in it that I just kind of unfortunately, in my opinion, were unforgivable for me to let go of. You know, it's not like I have to hold a grudge with it. I just mean as a viewer. Well, right. And it, it, it was a bunch of things like leading up to it and her being a nurse, the character, what the character right. does. And it just, yeah, it just kind of like what? I like I first I didn't even know that this was like kind of a supernatural film. So maybe I have kind of spoiled it a little bit for some of you guys, but I don't know. I don't think it's like that weird oh, to think no, because no. the the title and the description kind of explains a little bit more. Yeah. And the, and the trailer, too. It's in the trailer. Yeah. The trailer is more more that, too. But yeah, 
I didn't really understand some of the, the logistics of some of what was happening to her. I do appreciate that they kind of went for a darker thing. Um, it is very bleak, um, which I typically kind of like those things. But for some reason, I just felt like the main, like some of the cast didn't deserve it. If that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. So in a way I was, you know, and, and they did what they were supposed to do because you're supposed to root for these characters. But pull, was, it felt it felt unfair and unjust in a lot of ways. And I don't know why I should have felt, you know, like I, I get it. I get what they were going for, but it just didn't sit with me just right. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit more on the mid thing because I'm just right. I had a really tough time trying to figure out what I was like, dislike or liked. And I can probably get into it more a little bit in the spoiler section. Let's do that then. But like, ultimately, there is a good movie here. There is talent here, obviously. It's just, it wasn't for me in particular. And maybe I just have too particular a taste of supernatural films. But there were cool things. Like you said, the little girl who was a medium and all this other stuff. Really cool things in there. They did some like uh, original kind of stuff that I hadn't seen in a, in a like a, a movie before right you know and and i like that but i think that they just kind of like glossed over some of the 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 gotcha moments in the film mm -hmm. and it didn't make sense to me in those in that respect but i did kind of like the ending a little bit yeah it felt a little unjust though and rushed I yeah thought. a little rushed yeah so but yeah I don't know. Maybe it'll be for you more than it will be for me. There's so many times that I will sit here and that's why I never really feel like reviewing isn't about the person that you're you're hearing or listening to. It's not about you lining up your taste to somebody else's opinions. It's more about finding the movie that fits the person who should see it to me. So maybe it's for somebody else more than it was for me. And you'll like uh, it's independent bleak sad family drama slash supernatural and somewhat shocking um stuff that's in it you know what i mean so if that's your kind of bag you might actually enjoy it a little bit more than me i could see maybe some people liking this at about six or seven i'm still about a five or 5.5 because it just it did original things but it brought it back so heavy with some of the choices it makes so right but we do have a spoiler section with some trivia and things about the movie that I can talk about um, to kind of explain that aspect of it more. And you can watch this movie on Tubi and Freebie and anywhere that you would find the movie on like those services. So Freebie kind of integrates now with Amazon and a bunch of other places. And then obviously Tubi, you can do that too. So, but uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So apparently the idea for this movie came out of a brainstorm with the director, David Willing and Beth King, mm -hmm. who were like, all right, we got to do a horror movie. We're going to sit down and we're going to figure something out. And they came up with like seven different ideas and they just were like, okay, this is the one that resonates with us the most. And I think it's because of the twisty story a little bit that they got in it. And I agree with it. Um, he was kind of talking about it. This is one of the interviews on the uh, internet. I'll put a link to it below. He had said some of his influences. Do you, let me ask you what you think some of the influences were for this. I, I mentioned a couple when we were watching the movies. Do you remember what they were? No. Okay. Well, I, I I'll just, you'll just have to trust me. <laughs> I just Bro, didn't want to say. And then like. Was it Rosemary's Baby? No, not at all. <laughs> Do you have any ideas? No. Of your I own? I don't know. No. Well, he said Ring and The Grudge were two big ones. 
Okay. Because they wanted to do something a little bit more modern and everything like that. And I think I know why he said that, because the end. Those movies, whenever you find the body, listen to me. I'm listening. She's like, she's like, I don't see it. And I'm like, she hasn't seen those movies in fucking decades. So Right. <laughs> so Especially in, the American versions. Well, not even the American versions. Forget about those. But even in the other ones, every time they find the body of the person that's being cursed, it supposedly releases the curse. And they were trying to do right. that in this movie. That's what I thought, too. And they wanted to subvert the, the trope. Right. By doing something completely different. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I was like, that's a trope. I just wasn't. In my mind, I wasn't like pinpointing and I had thought of the ring immediately. Right. Is where, you know, because even in the American one where she digs up under the floorboards and she finds, she goes to the cabin or whatever I think it was. Oh, she finds a skeleton. And she she's like in the well with the skeleton and she's like, I forgive you or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, and then the heavens open up. Yeah, and, and then everything's like, normal, but then it's not. And, and it's then like, the spirit can stop killing people now that the body has been found. Yeah, let's before we jump Sorry. into the end, though, before we go into explaining what that is, let's talk about, you know, some of the trivia first, and then we'll, we'll get into that. Though. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, you got me on a rant. But yeah, no, I, I definitely saw that in there, and I, I, I appreciate that it did try to do something different. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's not even their fault. It just didn't work out. Right. For me. Anyway, I'm just saying. They did say they were talking about how they had to work with kids, you know, and that is always very hard. This is the first feature film. Oh. You know what I mean? So it's like. They picked some good kids. Yeah. I mean, definitely. But it's just, you know, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. So you have to kind of figure out what works. And he said that it, while he was there, they kind of decided on sort of like doing drawing games or playing soccer with one of the kids, you know, beforehand so that they could kind of just relax a little bit and not, uh -huh. not feel so pressured because they're, you know, they're long hours. They don't want the kids to work too hard. You know, right. there's a specific, you know, they watch over that kind of stuff anyway. Right. But, you know, to try to make it better for them anyway. Yeah, the damn child labor laws. Well, I mean, this is in Australia. I'm sure they have something similar to what we have. Oh, yeah. Or it could be even worse. could be more stringent, you know. But he said the kids were super creative and they were, like, super enthusiastic and just really smart, mm -hmm. you know. So it kind of worked out. But And they also, <laughs> he was talking about the uh, in the interview, he was talking about how they worked with animals and kids on his first film. Oh, wow. You know, because, like, the dog and then you got the oh, cat. the dog. Tink, was it Tinka? Tinka the cat and... Uh, Indy. Indy the dog. That's mm -hmm. right, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, leave it to the cat to live, you know, because like... Goddamn cats. Yeah, the cat's always just around when everybody dies, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why they think Eating they the suck the... flesh of their owner. Ah! Dogs do that shit too, Christina. Well, if you're starving. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Not the cat, though. The cat will kill the owner and then <laughs> eat it. She's talking about... If if you were left in your house to die, the animals would just feed off of you until you were taken out. Right. Because they would need to eat. Exactly. I'm that's, okay with that. That's aren't you? wild, dude. No, it's not okay. It's you a, would eat a human. It's a terrible <laughs> fucking thought. I if don't. If you were starving. I get it. It's still a terrible thought. It doesn't change oh, of that course. it's not a terrible thought. But you know what? I don't think they think like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. So that's pretty much it for the, sh the trivia. I didn't go too deep with this one because I figured we could talk about... The beginning of the movie? Yeah. One of the things I really liked in the beginning of the movie, she's like working it as a nurse and she's working odd hours 
She's working four hours away from home to work for this nursing place. And that's kind of how it is in some places out here even. Right. You know, you don't always have the option of working where you want to work. You have to work where they're allowing Travel you. Travel nurse, yeah. Yeah, because like even in, in uh, where is it? Not Australia, but New Zealand. Oh. They want nurses and shit out there right they now. They need nurses it, everywhere. It's tough. You know what I mean? So- uh, and that's a tough job. I couldn't do it. Right. Like, there's some authenticity in what they were doing there in the beginning, and I thought it was really cool. And sort of her kind of, you know, offishness to this lady that walks up to her car when she's driving home and is being weird to her. And she's like, I just want to go home. I got a four-hour drive. My kid's at home. I can't do this. You know what I mean? And the lady's, like, talking to herself, like, hitting herself on the head. Right. And she's obviously not well. And she starts complaining about her stomach hurting or something. You know? And you're just like, wait, what, what the fuck is going on? This has totally got me interested. Mm-hmm. She goes to the gas station, talks to this guy that looks like one of the Macaulay Culkin kids almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. Not exactly. But he has the hair and the eyes. I thought he was going to die. Yeah, he looks like uh, not Macaulay Culkin. Corey McCall. No. What's the one that was in the, the metal new- ones? Rory McCulkin. Oh, I yeah. don't know. He reminded me of like a, a taller, older... Rory McCulkin. Mm-hmm. Maybe not older, but just taller and skinnier. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's talking to him and he's kind of like, I like, I kind of like the like back and forth with them because you can tell she's just tired. You know what I mean? So the, a lot of this is just very authentic kind of thing. And I like that aspect of it. She goes out of the place and she walks by the garage and notices the same lady who she saw from earlier acting really strange. And this really piqued my interest at this point in time i was like "Ooh, where is this going you know right and she's like her back's to her and she's in the facing in the garage and then you notice she's holding a bottle of some sort of industrial cleaner that she swallowed and she's foaming out of the mouth (laughs) and then falls dead on the ground and then of course the the main actress who's playing um natalie Mm -hmm. the mom she's like oh my god and then she immediately goes and grabs plastic bags to put around her mouth because she doesn't know what she swallowed. Right. And she doesn't want to get sick or in, in you know. Infection or anything. But she tries to save her life nobly anyway. You know, right. that's the kind of person she is. You yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> if she would have just listened to her at the clinic, but anyway. They're closed. They couldn't have done anything anyway. So. Um, she could have called the doctor. <laughs> anyway, right. see, anyway. This, this is the plot holes. I don't think that's a plot hole. I think it's, she's just being a normal human being. She rose to the occasion when she had to. Okay. Anyway, the woman dies and she can't save her. And the guy's like, is she dead? <laughs> like, yep. And then all of a sudden she stands up and her stomach starts hurting. And she goes home, apologizes to her mother who's watching her child, I guess for the week. Well, why she was working. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know if she's there all week long or. Yeah, but they had banter back and forth. And then. Uh... Oh, she goes once a month to another hospital. Right. Something. It's a four hour drive. Right. And then so she's like apologizing. She's late. She goes to bed, wakes up and literally has a paint bucket full of fucking blood come out of her. She was having her period. Yeah. Like, like, that's what I said. Yeah. That's a massive flow, though. <laughs> there ain't no tampon or anything for that kind of thing. Jesus. It's bad. It's like she had a she like she had a miscarriage. Well, she like ha- times 10. They, so she goes to the hospital and they pretty much told her that she had a baby. Like she went into labor and she had a baby. That was quite the leap. But yeah, I was trying to explain that there was just oh. a lot of blood on the floor anyway. But yeah, she doesn't know what's wrong with her. They think it's an infection or something like that. They tell her she's pregnant. They even have a caseworker show up and she's like, oh, fuck. 
Like, what do I do? And I'm like, okay, this, you know, all of this is tracking for me. I'm fine with everything here. Then she goes, well, I can't be pregnant. And she's like, well, have you, where have you been the last 24 hours? She's like at home, at home. And I'm like, wait a second. No, you had a dead woman just next to you that you tried to revive. This might be associated with it somehow. Because you might want to tell the doctor. Right. Like, I know that you're a nurse and you got a nurse brain, but there is something else going on here that I would be like, okay, that's the anomaly. What is going on? I don't know how it's connected, but somehow it's connected. You know what? I know why they did that. Why? Because if if it, it would have made it so the CPS worker didn't come, which I think is a throwaway character. I don't even know why they... They yeah. had that that caseworker. I thought it. I liked her in it. I think she should have been more present. Oh well, that makes sense. I, should, I think there should have been more of a struggle. But before I th- the reveal, I think if she would have told the doctor about the lady, then there was there would be no need for the caseworker to show up. Right. I guess I don't know. So that's what I think. But anyway. Anyway, I I just was like I would have never sat there and not told them that there was some lady I gave mouth to mouth with. And it, it would have led to nothing, granted, you know, they would have just written it off as like, oh, I don't know why, you know, right? she died of a heart attack and drinking some stuff. Why would that affect your being pregnant? But they would have, if they would have tracked her fucking medical records, they could have had her come in and exactly. say she had the same issue because they talk about that later. And that's Ex- one of the, the big twists in the movie. Right. And it's like, which I liked that twist. But I don't see how she was making this ghost was making all these women bleed from their uteruses. Was she trying to force her way into her womb to be born I, yes, again? Yeah, I don't get I don't get that either. I didn't really understand like what it doesn't it didn't make sense to me. And not only that, with how physical the ghost is in this movie. Yeah. Beating up she's the like holding stuff. people, grabbing their hands, grabbing their arms, slapping a girl. Throwing like, grandma down the ladder. Picking up chairs, getting wild. like Pushing the kid down the stairs, yeah. Right. Like, with how physical it is, she's practically already just living. You know right. what I mean? I thought so it was So why good. add the, the uterine thing? I didn't really quite understand that. And they never really connected the two that well. At all. Well, no, um, they did. They probably did, but we might have missed it. I don't know. I don't know. I was expecting like a raccoon baby or something that was <laughs> running around the house, pinching the, the unborn girl and stuff. That would have been great. The unborn too. Remember? <laughs> yes. Where she's like arm barring it up against the wall. They should have. <laughs> they should have had like a giant baby, like a. I would have been something. much happier if it was a giant mutant puppet. That'd be great. Than it was the ghost. Because I, I will be honest, the ghost makeup wasn't doing it for me. I like turtles. That's what she said. <laughs> when it, the, it is not to be mean. It no, it's just, not. It, like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, my God. It's I like turtles. Because her face is white and her eyes are black. And there's like, there is a moment in later on where the makeup is much better. But at that moment, in that particular scene. And then that was the mirror scene. It should have been more scene. impactful. Yeah. And it made us kind of laugh a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't. T- it was supposed to be terrifying and, uh, and we laughed. Right. Because like, everything that was leading up to that point where she backs up slowly because the little girl gets slapped in the face. All of that is great. I love that. I love that they shouldn't look in the mirror. I was like, okay, that's a great element. That's a really cool thing. I've never seen a, uh, like some sort of 
seance done this way like candles kind of a regular thing the girl holding it isn't the two mirrors that's weird but like that's cool i'm into it and then like he's like don't look at it like he's indiana jones telling her telling what's her name not to look in the mirror <laughs> at the at the at the arc right and then the dude melts in the background maybe that was <laughs> Maybe that was influence because I mean the dog's name is Indy. Right, yeah. There might have been some influence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't look at its grace. <laughs> you know, God is gonna melt your face like a candle. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was horrifying when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, my God, would I have looked? I would have been too curious. I would have wanted to look, you know. Right. But yeah, I love that element. I thought that was great. You know, that's a that's all great stuff. But then when she grabbed her hand, it just like quickly that was the point where I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. You know, that's where I kind of lost a lot of, but I was like, okay, let me give it a chance. And I did like that. She went to the mother's, the mother of the daughter that was dead. Lisa. That was the girl, the ghost name. Right. I liked that. They went to her house. They did fool me on the fact that she was the killer, the mom. Right. Okay. So that was cool. Like, I mean, I kind of got like where they were leading us in that regard. Right. But I did like that. The daughter was evil. But the reveal was just kind of, eh, it didn't work for me. Right. But I did like that she came back, you know. They kind of tried to end it a little too quickly, I think, to make it do like, oh, everything's done. She's driving on her way back after she found the body. Everything's back to normal. And you hear the phone and she's like, there are two bodies at this this estate, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then she hangs up and then goes home, gives her daughter a bath. Daughter's like, hey, is it okay to dunk my head now? Yes, everything's okay now. And then she finds and her later. Drown. The kid drowned. Yeah. What? Frown. Drown. Oh. Drown. Drown. Um, yeah. The end was kind of cool because, you know, it, it's the ghost torturing her. And in order to save her daughter, she has to, of course, just kind of accept being the surrogate mother. That's what the whole fucking point is of the name. She's a surrogate mother. So it had nothing to do with her giving birth to nothing. Right. And it's so, I mean, I think it's probably has a much deeper meaning. They probably thought about what it's like to be a surrogate mother and then went backwards into a ghost story somehow to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, what is, you know, what if you had a child that you were supposed to be a surrogate to? And you didn't like the child or something. You know what I mean? And the child's wickedly evil. Wait, usually, wait, usually surrogates don't keep the child. So. Right. Well, the child kept her. So. Oh, okay. Right. I'm just confused. So then, okay. So the mother of the child, the real mother of the child was the surrogate. But the, even though that real mother killed the child. Right. Well, yeah, because she drowned her son. No. She shot. No, no. She shot the son and accidentally drowned the No, 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 girl. no, no. You messed that up. Oh, sorry. They said later on, she calls her on the phone. Yeah. This is when she realizes that Rose is in the fucking tub. Right. Drowning. Yeah. She says, I should have stopped her from killing my son. I didn't tell anybody that she killed my son because I thought they were going to. Oh, I thought uh, the mom did it. Both. Right. She, she knew that they were going to take away both of them if she did. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. Right. So she didn't say anything, and she took her out to a field and killed her. Oh, okay. Remember? She And then later on, the little girl was like, Mommy, stab me in my stomach and my tummy. Oh, that's right. And you're my mommy now. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
<laughs> yeah, thanks for finding my body. Now yeah. we're going to be together forever. Yeah, now I'm friends to the end. Heidi ho. <laughs> um, you know, like there's some good stuff in there. Is this their their best film yet? No. You know, and it's not that this is a terrible film or anything like that. It's just it didn't it didn't get me where I wanted it to. Right. And I was kind of teetering on like a six or a seven in the beginning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, but you know, maybe it's just not meant for me. Right. But, but, but I'm sure that these people will come up with a very, a uh, much better film in the future for me. Right. And, uh, I'll watch it. Or maybe it'll be for somebody else. I don't know. It's not about me. I'm just saying like, yes, it is. I, <laughs> it's all about me. Everything's about me. Your movie sucks. Why are no, you doing kidding. movies I like? Everything's about Everything's me. Everything's pure garbage. <laughs> USA up all night. But it, <laughs> we do have another movie we're going to talk about, and that movie is... The Accursed. The Accursed. From 2022 as well. How about you kick it off? All right. <laughs> Sorry. The Curse was released October 14th, 2022, um, and it's about Ellie is asked by a family friend to look after an elderly woman living in a remote cabin for a few days. She agrees, but soon discovers there is a demon hiding in the woman just waiting to break free. (laughs) Uh, The director of this film is Kevin Lewis. Mm -hmm. He did Willy's Wonderland. Yes. With Nicolas Cage, he did The Drop from Uh 2006, The Method from 96, he has a horror movie in production called Glutton. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it must be on your phone because I was looking on my desktop. Which is why I yeah, on my I forget that. Uh, this was written by Rob Kennedy. He did The Midnight Man from 2013. No, it's uh, there was two. There was one that he did as a short film and then one he did as a full-time feature. Okay. We watched it. Okay. Yeah, it was about child like it was like a game or something that they played it was pretty creepy actually mm-hmm. uh it didn't didn't win me over 100 percent, but it was actually pretty decent okay the midnight man yeah it's a newer one i think it was 2018 okay i don't think i wrote that one down but anyway uh an elmhurst from 2022 us and then we have starring sarah gray who plays ellie she was in the power rangers yeah i saw that 2017 and she was also in DC's Legends of Tomorrow and played Stargirl. Mm-hmm. We also have Meg Foster, who plays Miss Ambrose. Crazy eyes. Yep. She's awesome. Yes, yeah, because she was in They Live. Yeah. Also in Masters of the Universe, Stepfather 2, uh, Lords of Salem. 31, Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer, which I love her in. And I love, I love that film in general. Mm-hmm. And Jeepers Creepers 3. She's great. She's a genre... She's an underrated genre star that I think a lot of people don't do. And I think she's did great in this film, by the way. Just mm-hmm. pointing that out. Uh, we also have Sarah uh, Dumont, who plays Beth. She was in uh, Scouts. The friend. What? Yeah, The Friend. Yeah. She was in uh, Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. She was in Drive All Night from 2021 and Serpent from 2017. We have Mina Savari, who plays Alma. Uh, she was in, okay, in the year 1999, she was in American Beauty. American Pie and American Virgin. She was all American. Yeah. And she played Elizabeth Short in American Horror Story Hotel. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she, she was in Loser and Domino as well. Oh, yeah. She was in Domino. She was in Slums of Beverly Hills. And she played Eddie in Six Feet Under, which I totally forgot about. 
And more recently, she was in um, The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, where she played Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh, American Beauty, though, she was the girl who the father was having this, like, American beauty complex about that was the whole crux of the film yeah essentially that starred kevin spacey right it was like all too <laughs> familiar oh, and maybe that's why i still have like that air of like is he though is he <laughs> guilty you know, i'm the, not sure because of the character great actor but man that was a little too close to home Ooh. but yeah i love american beauty i think it's it's so like on the nose of how the world really is yeah. And just how family the life, there's this thin veneer. The, the suburbs. Yeah, exactly. Like this, the suburbs. this this keeping up appearances bullshit. You right. know what I mean? Right. Which I love about that film. Because Donnie Darko in that movie came out at the same time. And both of those movies have that dialogue mm-hmm. that is like, you know, there's more going on in the family life. Mm-hmm. You know, like then you really get to see. Uh, I don't know. There was just really witty dialogue in that. Right. Both of those movies. It's right. like very dark comedies. Right. Uh, uh, lastly, we have Alexis Knapp who plays Mar- Mary Lynn. And she was in all the Pitch, pitch Perfect movies, you know. Right. But uh, I, I didn't find a budget. Did you? Um. Well, I did want to mention that there is Kailani Knapp in it. The, she's this place, a strange girl in it. Uh-huh. Her and Alexis Knapp was also in Project X, Phobias, which was one of the anthologies that just came out recently, and the Orville she's in. And uh, she is the the mother of Kailani Knapp, who is the strange little girl in the movie. Oh. So that's that's a non-spoiler way of saying it. <laughs> the strange girl. Yeah, the str- I called it's like I wrote I wrote on mine because I Christina we both did the same movie so on we for, yeah on accident. So <laughs> shit happens. Um but uh I did the work on it and I was like, "Oh, cool. Like that's the she's like related." So it kind of makes sense. Oh yeah. And uh, what do you think about this movie, Alex? Um it's garbage. No, I'm kidding. Um no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually really kind of, I'm okay with this film. Like it is not an eight out of 10. Okay. But I, there's something about this film that I kind of like, and I don't know what it is. Like I was reading some of the reviews about it. And this is one of those movies that has like some of that. So bad. It's good dialogue kind of not dialogue, but moments in it. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes in the movie that are a little ham fisted. <laughs> uh-huh. When it comes to like nuance, it's very ham fisted when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But I've talked about this before. I kind of admire sometimes when movies do that. Mm-hmm. Like an example in one of the movies that I always, that I, a lot of people were like, what the fuck? You really love that movie? Was the Two Witches movie. Right. Very ham fisted approach to witches. But I kind of loved it because it was so different. I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. And it was graphic and violent and shit. And there is some pretty graphic shit in this. Uh, there's a scene where it's pretty fucking gross. Uh, a little CGI, but there is some practical in here. Don't worry. Um, but there is some cool shit in this movie that I think if you watched it once and were a little miffed about the tone because the tone in this movie switches up quite a, like oh, yeah. randomly in certain moments, which I think is where the biggest problem with this film lies mm-hmm. is that most viewers are going to watch this and be like, wait, what? That's <laughs> silly. That's silly. This does not belong. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. But me being the weird guy that I am, I look for these kind of moments. 
Mm-hmm. And they'll even if a movie isn't altogether like paced or uh, has the same tone overall, I'll still remember these movies and enjoy certain parts of them mm-hmm. for that. And one of the things I noticed right off in the beginning of the movie was Meg Foster. She does a really good job in this film. And I actually, everybody does. I don't think there's a bad actress or bad actor. There's a lot of female actresses, but there is not mm-hmm. a bad actor in the bunch. I, I honestly really don't think so. I think it's how it was written a little bit, a little silly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. But, but in the same regard, here's the weird thing, is that, like, even though I can say that, some of the dialogue in this movie was really well done. Uh-huh. Like, very authentic. Uh-huh. Like, super authentic, specifically between Ellie and her best friend. Right. That felt like the most real friendship I think I've ever seen yeah. It, it felt off, like real. Uh-huh. Like her friend was giving her shit for making poor choices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or she wasn't just giving her shit to just be a character. Right. Like there was some depth. Like, and I don't know what it was about that. Meg Foster and uh, Alexis Knapp. Is that her name? Thought I thought they were very dynamic together in their opening scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Very cool opening scene. Very dark. There was... um. There's a bleak darkness to this movie that I don't think most movies have, which I like, but it doesn't go too far. It mm-hmm. just does in certain moments, which uh, I like. Okay. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. But tonally, this movie is where it's a little, it fluctuates a little bit, but for the most part, the tone in this film is kind of atmospheric and it's heavy and it's dark and it's fucked up and weird and unsettling they do a couple of tropic things in the movie you probably saw in the trailer like Mm -hmm. i love black eyed demons so i'm not gonna fault it for that you know that's a trope i can deal with you know oh yeah yeah like i will always like that okay (laughs) but there was like a ceiling thing that they did that i was kind of like ah seen it done it a million times right could have done something a little bit different in that moment it is a little bit original in some of the, you know, the setting is kind of cool. They they really set up a lot of mystery in the very beginning on this tree and like this cabin. And you don't really know how the two are connected until about halfway through the movie. And mm-hmm. then you go, oh, OK. And then they do something really different with like the Alexis Knapp character and the, the little girl that I was not expecting. Uh-huh. Like I was not. I didn't know how they were related. So I guess I was in some way related. Oh, expecting you, them right to be the yeah like yeah. The, like that's one thing about this movie that's really good is it kind of kept me on my toes as to figuring things out yeah like like i knew things i knew kind of somehow some things coming like i could see them coming but other things i could so mm-hmm. like i kind of had a feeling in the very beginning that that meg and her were gonna have this weird situation go on i'm not gonna explain anything i'm just saying and so, I don't know. I kind of like this movie. There are some moments of So Bad It's Good in here. Uh, a lot of people were saying they didn't like it. I think it's a little short-sighted. I think it's a little picky just because I noticed that whenever a movie kind of doesn't keep a specific tone throughout the whole film, mm-hmm. people really do lo- lose interest. But even, <laughs> we did laugh at a part, like, pretty heavy. Yeah. But it was kind of like one of those, like, <laughs> okay, this is where is this going? Like, right. Uh, not in a bad way. You know, like the movie we just watched before this has some unique opportunities to do different things and they do, but they don't balance it out just right. This one kind of does in some ways while also 
kind of jumping the shark on a scene or two in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's really weird. And I'm just like at a 5.5 or a 6 on this one. Probably like a 6, maybe, maybe leaning towards a 5.5. I don't know. I can't figure it out. These two movies have really caught me off guard. There's things I like about this movie. Uh, it's not going to be one that I'm going to pop on all the time, but it might be kind of fun. There, I feel like this is the movie, like I said with the last movie, this is the movie that I can tell that there is, like, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. I was not, I think I gave it, like, a 6.5. Yeah, you, that wasn't what you were expecting, right? Right. It was, it's not that, that he did anything wrong. Um, I think this one's a darker, more deeper, more realistic, more, like, serious horror movie but it does some wild things while willie's wonderland is obviously right taking the piss out of the whole situation not very deep characters he wanted to go a little deeper on this one you can tell Mm -hmm. i like this avenue that he's going i think this is a good avenue to be in i just don't think this is the movie yet Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it makes sense like i feel like if he keeps pushing on this side of the dark it may come out maybe the funnier side is more his thing Mm mm-hmm but I, I really feel like there's some things in this movie that are really well done. Everything is shot really well in this movie. I loved, like, just a ton of stuff. There's some good performances in here, like, mm. genuinely. But I just, you know, it's hard for me to give it more than a six. Because, mm. like, I was not expecting some of the things that they did in this movie. But I kind of enjoyed it anyway. I don't know. Right. I'll shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Christina, what did you think of the fucking movie? I'm again conflicted with this one. It's a tough one. Yeah, I know. And I think it, I think it's like what you said. The tone of it wasn't like the same. So I felt like I did kind of. Yeah, you feel like you have to interest. give one side or the yeah, other. Yeah, which I didn't like. I didn't, I mean, I didn't really like it as a possession movie either. Right. Like there was huge gaps in the, the logic and like the plot holes. Um. It's like I can't, it's like I missed something. You know what I mean? I kept thinking like, did I miss a part or something? Like what's going on? Um, I don't know if stuff was like cut out. Maybe stuff was like, no. it felt like some, like it was cut out or something. I don't know. But I, d- I didn't like the main character. That's why I'm kind of surprised that you, you really thought their friendship was. I thought it was cool. I, was, I thought it was like, I thought that I, maybe I just like Beth's character a little bit more, but. Maybe because like I didn't. I didn't get that, but again, I didn't really like the main character. Um, I didn't like the plot line of the daughter who abandoned her mother. Oh, uh, I see, yeah. That too. I thought that was like kind of oh, That's a valid silly. point. Good point. Um, I mean, it's original. You don't see that too often, but it, it just didn't feel like that's what was going on. Well, let's be like, honest. Supernatural films are a dime a dozen these days. Yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, it really needs to be very different. So it's already got that working against itself. Right. Um, some of the acting was good, but some of the side actors wasn't that good. Like, I I felt like it really ruined the movie for me. Really? Yeah. Like, which actors, like, in particular? The mother and the daughter. Especially that mother. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the silly not, parts that I was talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. and I just, it just, oh, it was so bad. But I did. Did you going to say something? I, I think he was leaning on the Evil Dead thing. I think he was putting nods. Yeah, I don't. And it, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Not the way he wanted it to. Yeah, I'm sorry. For me, for us. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I I, I see what you're saying because it is silly. It's the the tone of it is like all of a sudden the mom's just silly doing something silly in it. Right. And you're just like, uh, wait, what? Yeah, it's off-putting, but anyway. Catch an apple! I liked the concept and the general story, just like the general storyline 
without all these little fucking side shit going on. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, most of the acting was really good. It was shot really well. I liked the location. I liked how it was kind of like out in the middle of nowhere, you know. But it just didn't add up for me. And it just like was it didn't feel complete to me. So I get five, two. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty conflicted on what the number is, and maybe I need to give it another watch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not gonna be my favorite movie of the year, but I still think that there's something about it that some people will like. Is it gonna be everyone? I think the majority are gonna be very conflicted. Mm-hmm. You know, like just like how *Malignant* was so divisive. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, because it has a lot of tones in there, right? Like there's like comedy, and then there's yeah, exactly. You know, there's comedy, and then there's that thing in there, and I think. I think while he was making this movie, because he mentioned that the cabin mm-hmm. was done in a uh, auditorium on a stage. Oh, really? Right. Hmm. Like a gymnasium. And he had said that it reminded him of Evil Dead 2. Oh, I see. And so yeah. maybe in his mind, subconsciously, because most people, they don't go, all right, we're going to make this scene look like Evil Dead. You know, they most most filmmakers don't do that. Right. But like maybe subconsciously when he was like having those silly moments between the mom, mm-hmm. it was like his sort of, oh, she's gone nutty. Right. You see what I mean? Like Evil Dead or something. That's why I say that. Right. Okay. But yeah. So you gave it a five out of, so I gave it a, I'll just say six to make it even. So we get a 5.5. All right. Yeah, there's something more to this visually because some of the demonic stuff in this movie was actually pretty cool. At one moment, like, I really liked it, like, what they were doing with it. Mm-hmm. It didn't execute it perfectly, but it was still vastly superior than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And they uh, used a real person and practical effects, too, and then accented it with CGI. Oh. So that's why. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, probably getting into the spoilers now. Probably the best, best thing. I got a little bit of trivia about it and uh, then we'll jump into that. But yeah, 5.5 from the two of us. You can actually watch this on, uh, where do we, you can rent it right now. On for Tubi like, and, or Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, it is on Hulu. Yeah, okay. it's on Hulu. So it's on Tubi or Hulu, The Accursed from 2022. Just make sure you look for the 2022 version. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I would love to see what, if other people liked it or not. I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a, a, a large swath of people who are just angry for no reason about it. And other people that are going to be like, Hey, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know, right. Like, We're so, never going to have a general consensus of, you yeah, know, well, and nobody's going to agree on anything. So exactly. doesn't, that's why it doesn't really matter what my job is. I'm just here to entertain you guys. You know, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. So, <laughs> it's cool to talk about these things and kind of like. Think about where they come from. But other than that, you know, here's your warning, by the way. So um, apparently in the beginning of the movie, one of my favorite scenes, which is the very opener, I was like really happy with that opening. I thought it was really cool. I love the tension between it because the first thing she says to the little girl, she's like, wait here until the screaming starts. (laughs) And I'm like, "Okay, that's a little weird to tell a child. So immediately I was gripped. And that's a smart, that's smart writing. Right. There's not always smart <laughs> or performs. And it's weird, too, because in the in the in the beginning of the movie, uh, the acting from that mom wasn't as bad as later on to me. Right. When she was in the tree throwing apples at her is when I was like, OK, this is out of control. And we were just laughing the whole time. Right. That, you know, it's not to be rude to anybody. 
I just, you know, like I said, I feel like that was the Evil Dead moment, you know? Eat your apples! You know, like something. You know? <laughs> Get my dog! Eat your apples! <laughs> it was silly as fuck, dude. It was like it was trying to mimic the conjuring. Was it the conjuring when the girl, when somebody hung themselves? No. Yeah. The willow tree. Yeah. Okay. So that that's... was the conjuring because that's where I was like, oh, that's the conjuring tree. Remember right. When I said like where that? the mom goes up and then she sees, or not the mom, the fucking. The original witch. No, no, no. no the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying the the woman who, the that it was based off of. Right. What's her name? The medium. And the conjuring. Oh, oh I forget. Yeah. You know, the two. Yeah, everybody knows. The husband and wife duo that right. were like, anyway, she goes underneath the tree and the and the legs brush up against her arm, mm-hmm. and then she looks up and she's like, it was the same tree, it was the same tree, right? It felt like that moment, but done in a different way, you know? Yeah. And uh, it just didn't feel right. Something about it was too familiar and too not right. <laughs> but also in the beginning of the movie, I did like that she was carving a cross in the tree. It was like really auspicious. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then Dr. Tellinger waiting in here till the screaming starts. I was like, okay, so there is something bad going to happen. So in the back of my mind, I knew that she was setting up Meg Foster's character, the medium. Mm-hmm. I knew that she was setting her up. Oh, see, yeah, yeah I didn't get But that. I didn't know how. And then I saw the blood and I was like, okay, when she started describing it, because this is the thing in the beginning of the movie, there is so much of an info drop as to what is really going on in this movie that if you aren't paying entirely and we watched it two or three times yeah, we watched it like three times because it was a little heavy on the fucking diet like for somebody that's well, just starting a movie maybe they intentionally did it that way so that you would forget and then it, and then the hook would get you by the end well i mean she was going there to do a spell so she was like explaining the spell and we thought oh well there must be something we need to know about the spell and right, that's why we went yeah, back. But then you didn't need to know anything about the spell. <laughs> so Well, it wasn't about the spell. It was the fact that the blood, she needed to use the blood, and she wanted to get the blood. She was like, is this her blood? And then apparently Meg Foster drank that blood for real. Oh, really? And that wasn't in the script. Oh, really? Right. And huh. so that's why she drank it is because she was that dedicated to the craft. She really wanted to, like, oh. show it up. Right. And it was interesting because he said that he loved that she was a part of this film. And I would, too. I mean, he's already had Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. And now he's got Meg Foster. I mean, that's fucking pretty dope. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? These are like childhood, like, Mm -hmm. heroes in some way to me in the film industry. So, Mm -hmm. but he mentioned he loved her. He's, he's like, spent, like, two hours talking to her on, uh, like, a video chat for, like, ever. And they probably could talk for longer because she's just, like, such a good like natured person or whatever mm-hmm. and uh she said that uh, once she's done a role she forgets all about it oh well, that's good so she doesn't like retain it i guess right that's good yeah so and 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 you know you know i guess i don't know if that was the rain was the when they did that movie where the she's out by the tree and stuff i don't know if that was a set because if it did it looked really good yeah i don't know but i think the cabin the inside at least was in a gymnasium probably so it was on a stage or whatever oh yeah 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 that makes sense because they did have a demon come up through the floor yeah you so can't, that would you make can't sense. do that in a real house yeah and they really did that like physically because the guy who did it was named james james troy james who did the demon work and i thought the demon in there was fucking dope i was like that looks cool wish there was more of it yeah it, it did kind it's of flash lack- by a yeah, little bit it's like lacklustery 
Yeah, but I mean, how how much can you really have it running around, kind of chasing people? All day. <laughs> all day. Okay, all right. I did want to talk about the apples and like how they were a reoccurring element in the film, and that the antagonist name Alma means apple, apparently. Oh. In Hungarian, I guess. And Alma was the name of the old lady. Yeah, it's in like. The bed. Well, no, Alma is the lady, the nurse that took oh. care of 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 uh, Ms. Ambrose. Oh, oh, okay. Alma Whiteborn was the the uh, what's her name? Mira Mina Severi character. Severi, yeah. You're thinking of Mina Sorvino. Yeah, yeah. Sorvino. Yep. <laughs> Very different, similar kind of name, right? Uh, but yeah, so Mina Savari, she she mentioned that she liked the dialogue in the film, specifically between Beth and Ellie as well, which I I really agreed with her. Like that was one of my points. I wrote that that you know down as one of the notes mm-hmm. for the film that I really liked their their back and forth. And I think you know Beth, the character who played Beth, the um, Sarah Dumont, when she was in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, she almost looks very different. She does. I, I I didn't even recognize her from that. I was like, oh, that's her. Well, that's I mean, so that weird. was a while ago. What was it like twenty? 20- no, but yeah, but we watched it and we reviewed it for the channel here. This about within a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure we did. <laughs> yeah, because I got it in the mail, or I I ordered a copy. I got it for really cheap, and I was like, oh, well, I finally get to watch it again. Uh- so anyway. I mean, that's pretty much all I have, you know, for trivia. But I thought it was kind of interesting that they did do it in an auditorium. He said that it reminded me of Evil Dead too, And so that's, you know, wondering why some of these silly parts in it. I did like how the little girl in this film was kind of a badass. She wasn't afraid of anything. You know what I mean? Right. The, like, fucking creature stuck its hand out of her mouth and she bit off the finger. <laughs> And then uses it later to jam into that demon's eye. Yeah. Which was really cool. That was funny. The effects that they did on its back when they cut it mm-hmm. was really cool. Like, kind of bled fire. Mm-hmm. I loved that. That was cool. It bled hell. Yeah. And when it ripped uh, Mrs. Ambrose's face off, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping for a better situation when the ho- when the officer went in there. When she dropped from the ceiling to, like, attack and bite the officer... It just felt kind of meh. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was also thinking of the movie, the, what's the one that James Gunn did about the fucking Superman kid, the evil Superman kid? Brightburn. Brightburn. It reminded me of that moment when the when officer goes oh, in yeah, yeah. and then gets thrown around the whole fucking building. Like, oh, yeah. And just smashed into the ground or whatever. Like, <laughs> like I, I kind of wanted that kind of ham-fisted fun, you know, a little bit more in this. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, I don't know, like he could probably do either because I think he has a decent feel for atmosphere. But I think he also has this silly side of him a little bit that's like mm-hmm. wants to just be weird. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and I think this movie kind of does a little bit of imbalance of that uh, in some ways. And that's probably why it might hit differently with different people. Makes sense. So, um, like, oh, that was a thing I was not ex- expecting is the, uh, the Alexis Snap situation when they introduced themselves to Ellie. She's like, hey, I uh, just want to let you know I'm going to burn down this place. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, whoa. Like that, I was not expecting. Like, she's just going to burn this place? Yeah. Telling her? Mm-hmm. She's like, look, you can do whatever the hell you want anyway. I don't really give a shit. You know, mm-hmm. just do what you want. <laughs> Which I thought Alexis's performance was really kind of cool because if you've seen her in other 
in her Pitch Perfect mm-hmm. or any of her other roles. She's done a lot of other stuff. Um, it's it is really different. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So it's she's very like just kind of a bitch and doesn't care. You know, <laughs> so I, I thought she did a really good job in that. And the little girl was kind of fun. With the whole she's wearing the finger around her neck. I think right. Right. Couldn't really see it real well. I was like, is that a finger? I can't tell. <laughs> Pretty sure it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they didn't explain why the girl lost her tongue, did did they? No, they did. I don't think so, no. I'm sure the demon ate it or something. Yeah, she bit off a demon finger, for Christ's sake, and got to keep it. How cool is that? I liked the part when Alma hunted down the friend and peeled her face off. <laughs> that was a little silly. Yeah, it was <laughs> silly. But then... Oh, oh, oh. The- yeah. Can we talk about that scene? Because she goes outside after the cop dies. Yep. Because she tries to warn the cop. She's like, I love to not go in the house. Yeah. She's like, um, Ellie's like, uh, yeah, she's, she's dead. And he's like, oh, she's dead. And she's like, yeah, our body's in there. We couldn't save her. And then you hear ding, 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 like the little fucking call bell to get help from the nurse. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is she in there? I'm not going to just leave her to burn here by herself because the officers come to warn her. That Alexis Snap's character is Mary Lynn is coming to burn the place down, and he got word, and he wanted to save everybody from like anything. burning. Yeah, just in case, and because uh, he didn't know if he could stop her, and it, which is kind of weird, you know. Like that's a. I know cops saving people. Oh my god. <laughs> no, just that he wouldn't try to stop that girl from doing it by standing out there every single day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it is a small town and they're living in the middle of nowhere. So who knows? But she goes outside to warn the other officer who's playing a video game on her phone. And you see Alexis Snap's character, Mary Lynn, and, and the little kid, the little strange girl out by a tree waiting for her to disappear so that they can go and burn the place down. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, the officer's dead. He's in there dead. And then, bam, out of nowhere... Which I fucking love shit I, like I that in movies. I do too. It was so unexpected. That I fucking love, man. It really shook me for a second. And, and we then, were both like, yeah! And then and then Alma walks out of the car with her friend's face on her. Yeah, she, like, I guess, you know, you see, she notices that it's her friend's car. And then you kind of think it's her. You don't really get to see. And, like, they didn't, they didn't really make it a big deal about her looking at her or realizing right, yeah, it. Yeah. You just see her rip her face off, and it's like, oh, it's her friend. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, is this Texas Chainsaw Massacre now? Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> but we kind of laughed at that point. But I'll be honest, like, Mino does a pretty good evil. Mm-hmm. I think she did a really good I job. I thought so too. She really was like an evil bitch. Like, yeah. like especially when they first meet her in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn, very cunty, dude. And Beth's performance when she was yelling at her and stuff and making faces behind her back mm-hmm. is exactly how I would have been. Yeah, I'm that friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, fuck you, bitch. You know what I mean? So it was kind of it's kind of sad that like Beth's character dies. You know. Right. Because I was kind of hoping that she would get one up on her because she gets tricked into going back to her old place before all she hits her in the car. Mm-hmm. And then they get into a fight and throws her down the stairs and Beth dies, obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously. And gets her face ripped off. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Like, them fighting was just kind of funny. Like, because she was very, you know, a bitch. She was yeah, just a totally. She's really good at playing a bitch. Yeah, I enjoy. It. I I haven't seen her in a while either, so it was kind of cool when you I know. saw her like come up on on the scene. It's like you see her face and you're like, oh my god, I 
where the fuck do I know her from? Like, I swear to God, I know that face. And I'm like, hello, the 90s, the 1999s. Yeah, well, yeah, it was right before uh, <laughs> the end of the world, remember? Yeah, 2001. No. The first that end was of the space world? odyssey. <laughs> You're counting. Yeah. No. I'm talking about CKY. And I'm, or ta- the, and the I'm fucking... talking about 9 11. <laughs> No, I'm talking about the fucking where the they forgot that the computers they Y2K Y2K I said CKY CKY is that a band? No, it's well, yeah, it is. It's the <laughs> one that that Bam Margera and his friends. Oh yeah, that's a they're in the those videos to promote that band's music, mm-hmm. and it turned into nobody gave a shit about the band that much, and they just wanted to see. It's them. great TikTok content, but I still know all their songs because like I watch that shit all the time. Of course, you yeah, do. that's pre YouTube pre-TikTok yeah pre-like it was MTV shows pre-adpocalypse type shit you know what I mean so but yeah I don't know um did I say everything I thought Meg as a demon was kind of cool but we didn't really get to see that much of her doing that you know like she was always kind of like just in the beginning really that was like the main thing when she was the witch it was no the haunting of Deborah Logan but it was there was one moment where she really does look dazed and she's like chewing on the officer's neck. That was kind of wild. Yeah. And I do like the ending a little bit because like she goes to the. OK, so like Ellie, what does she do? Oh, she locks. She knocks the girl out. They knock her out somehow. The little girl stabs the finger into the, the demon's eye. Mm-hmm. The house is burning down and they leave and shut the door behind them. And you see the demon go over top of Alma. Who's knocked down on the floor? Like I guess this will do, because it's mad that it wants to get back to her, mm-hmm. back at her. And then you see it's like in the future, and Ellie's working at the same hospital that Beth was, and she's like kind of meandering through the halls, and she goes to the burn victim unit, and that Alma chick is in there, and she's like smiling and like the fucking she's singing that quack quack duck song. Is that what it was or whatever? Was that the other movie? Oh yeah, she's singing some song, right? And it was significant to the oh the the mom the mom because she played it on the record all the That's time. That's what it was. It was that Allison whatever her fucking name oh, on the record. Yeah. We forgot about that whole fucking thing. Yeah, that really didn't make sense to me a lot. Like, no, me either. Like I don't. They didn't fit. really explain the record other than the fact that Miss Ambrose liked that lady, and so right somehow they were connected. We didn't explain the connection about the mom and everything either. We, oh, yeah, the daughter was actually the, the fucking nurse. Place. Yeah. yeah, well, that's okay. So, like, she finds this lair in the basement or whatever, was it? Like, there's this, like, underground chamber where oh, there's, like, all yeah. this writing. And she goes down in there and finds, like, her vial of her actual blood. Right. And, like, a picture of her mom and her when she went there when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And apparently her mom had made a deal with Meg Foster to do such and such. And couldn't afford to pay it. And so she put a, a curse on on uh, Ellie's mom and she ended up killing herself. And right. then she got to keep her soul or something like that. And this Alexis Knapp, the May or the uh, Mary Lynn girl, she in between all of that, before we even get to the point to meet Ellie, she goes to the house and then gets her stuck uh, as a demon inside of her because she cuts the cross on her neck mm-hmm. and that's how you get them to the point of no return and then you cut the cross on their neck so it's trapped in the body right because they wanted to kill satan yeah remember yeah she was like satan will come out less 
So. So. Was that Satan or was it just a, one of his legion? It was yeah. legion. It was mm. nothing because none of it exists. <laughs> anyway, interesting twists and stuff in there. Definitely had a, a different pace than um, the first movie that we got. Yeah. A little bit more on the entertainment end of things, I think. Than I agree. It's kind of the story. There was like too much story in this, though. Yeah, it didn't overall work out 100%, but I, I still think it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. You know, both of them might say give it a watch. Find out for yourself, at least, but they're not going to be high on our ratings, so. Right. All right, guys. So, yeah. So, I would love to hear what you think about these movies. Um, definitely give us a clue as to if you've seen them. Have you watched them on Tubi already? I know some people are, like, super heavy into Tubi. I haven't really gotten into their originals just yet. I mean, I've watched quite a few, I tried but none of them the, really hit for I tried me. watching the tour documentaries and stuff, but, yeah, I couldn't get into it. Nothing really has hit me yet, but I don't think that it, it means it's off the table just yet. Even Peacock has a few slip through that are good, you know, so you just don't know. I'm going to keep trying to watch Tubi and, and maybe I'll do some more reviews on Tubi because a lot of people really are hungry for Tubi. Well, speaking of Tubi, there's two movies we're going to watch next week that are on Tubi. Oh, and uh, Amazon, I think. Yes, and Amazon. Yeah, you can find them on there or Freebie. Maybe it's Freebie. But one of them next week, we're going to be watching uh, like sci-fi fantasy horror. Super graphic stuff, at least in one of them. And that is The Dark Lurking from 2009, which is on Tubi or Amazon. And Future Fear from 2021 on Tubi and Amazon. Yeah, both of these are like super low budget, kind of like uh, Psycho Gorman style gore, it seems like. So we're going to give it a shot. I know that at least Dark Lurking is. And I... I kind of like my sloppy, sloppigetty sci-fi. Sloppigetty. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me some of that meatballs and fucking cheese, you know, to go along with my movie. This is definitely in that vein of, uh, you know, trying to be retro style and, like, not having a budget, doing, like, claymation stuff and, like... Mm-hmm green screens and shit like that so just expect that but you know if you watch the trailers you'll see what i'm talking about be on the lookout but other than that thank you guys so much for coming by and supporting this channel we really appreciate you if you haven't already please share this with somebody that you love that you think will enjoy this and uh, our commentary and uh bring them into the fold you know and also, if you haven't already, please follow us on Threads. We are at BTVCast. You can find us there. Um, there is a link to our link tree. You can always click on that and find us there, as well as our TikTok and everything else. But uh, thank you so much for coming by. And as always, long live the void.